Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This is definitely one of those want-to-get-away moments. Chris Philp is the Minister of Immigration in the U.K. government and has recently been tackling a problem there. Migrant boats crossing the English Channel from France with the people on board then entering the U.K. without checking in at the border. Philp was in talks with his French counterparts on how to solve the issue, and after he walked out of the meeting, stepped in front of a TV camera to tell a reporter how things went. And during that interview, he said France and Germany were working together in the spirit of cooperation. And then he said, not Germany, the United Kingdom, apparently forgetting that's what country he's actually from. <laughs> After the interview was over, he asked the reporter if he could re-record it to fix the error. That not doesn't work well, though, when you're on live TV. <laughs> We've all been there, though, Cliff. Oh, you're right. Awkward conversations. (laughs) Wow. We have a lot of them on this program, usually. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) I've got several of my own in my head right now. I've got a couple myself. Well, hello, and welcome to the Morning Road Show. My name is Weed, and I'm here, well, when you break it all down, Cliff, basically to do weird and impulsive things with a microphone, if you want to just get right (laughs) down to what the resume is to the bare bones. Weird things with a microphone this morning. Well, today is Thursday, the 13th, and... Normally, that wouldn't mean bad luck, but it's 2020, so watch your back. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a kind of a, the margin of error is greatly uh, increased because of 2020. <laughs> I feel it too, Cliff. I feel it yeah. too. Well, Cliff, last year, yes. my good friends, Mountain Dew, released a mystery flavor <laughs> at Halloween. Oh, they did, huh? And that turned out to be a little lame. It was candy corn. Nah. Oh. Yeah. But... If you missed out on that one, next month they're yeah. coming out with a new mystery flavor mystery, from Mountain Dew. Mystery flavor, yeah. Okay. I have no idea what it is, but yeah. you have no idea how much I hope that it's cheesecake. <laughs> or bacon. Bacon would be good. Or bacon cheesecake. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bacon cheesecake. I can't hardly, I can't wow. calm myself down here, Cliff. Bacon yeah. cheesecake flavored mm-hmm. Mountain Dew would be absolutely exceptional. You could imagine what was on the minds of the few scientists standing at the edge of the safe zone in the early morning hours of July 16, 1945. They believed that the first ever nuclear detonation in the New Mexico desert would unleash untold death and destruction. And in a few hours, they were proved to be right. You might think that if there were scientists standing at the outskirts of Sturgis, South Dakota today, peering off into town and seeing what was going on inside the city limits, they'd be thinking nearly the same thing. The annual motorcycle rally there has already made news when organizers announced it was going on as scheduled and without those pesky masks. And so far this week, it's been business as usual in Sturgis. Hundreds of thousands of people in attendance, large volumes of alcohol consumed, bikini wrestling, drag races, and something other you might call general biker revelry. And also, as you might expect, the more cautious permanent residents of the region, fearful of a big uptick in coronavirus cases among the locals once the tourists go home, let alone what the tourists are taking with them. Especially when those scientists peering at the destruction ahead from the city limits heard about what's going on in one bar in downtown Sturgis. It seems as though this bar periodically conducts sneeze contests, 
to see who can blow their snot the farthest across the room. You know, Cliff, people who sell ventilators are going to be happy with that story, and the rest of us are not going to be happy with that. Not so much, yeah. That is absolutely insane. Who can sneeze the farthest? Exactly, yeah. Even in a good year, Cliff, (laughs) I don't want to be in that crowd enjoying myself. (laughs) And then you get flonged with, you know, that. Yeah, whatever that is. You don't want that. Well, whatever flonged is, too. Well, Cliff, from time to time on this program... Yes. We have like, um, well, we find stories about surveys all over the United States and where this state ranks compared to the other states. And it's always been my displeasure that Indiana has never been (laughs) either really great or really bad. We're always like in the middle, hardly even mentioned in any of the stories. Yeah. But today, Cliff, Mm -hmm. we can all stand up and cheer because I believe Indiana has come up with the uh, craziest thing you could possibly buy as a state. You see, Cliff, there's some weird stuff on the list. You've got, uh, you know, what... It's basically what states import the most to their state. They seem to can't get enough of it. Georgia has swords. That's kind of strange. (laughs) Georgia. Yes. Swords. They're number one in the country on that. I, I can see that. For some reason, Tennessee still uses typewriters a lot. They're number one in that. Okay. Rearview mirrors in Kentucky. But when it comes to Indiana, Cliff, we lead all states with Uh the importation of human blood. (laughs) I don't know what's happening in this state, Cliff, that we need so much human blood on hand at all times, but we lead the entire 50 states with importing more blood than any other state in the union. I'm kind of proud of us for that myself, Cliff. How about you? <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's something we should be proud of or not. I mean, we finally get to lead something. Yeah, you're right there. We're number one in that. But do we really want to be number one in that? Well, we could be like Nebraska. What's What's up with Nebraska? Bacon. Oh, oh see? <laughs> there you go. And tomorrow, around this time, only you can make it stop. (laughs) That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Only you can make the music stop. We've picked out Ambrosia. Now, I don't even like the name Ambrosia. (laughs) You don't like Ambrosia? I don't like the name of the group. I don't like this song called How Much I Feel. And only you can make that song stop tomorrow. When we start playing it, you'll call (laughs) us if you want it to stop at 812-386-1250. We need three listeners in a row to get on the air live with us right over the top of the song and say, make it stop, or however you want to say that. And if we get three in a row, boom, song's off. I'm I'm not sure what, I kind of like that song, actually. (laughs) Well, we're going to try and stop it tomorrow, if the listeners want it. Now, if we get two that want to stop it and somebody calls in and says... I kind of like that. Keep it playing. We have to start all over again, Cliff, to get the three. Okay. So we'll see how this works tomorrow. We've never done this before, Cliff. I'm not sure if we can even make it where it's, you know, acceptable listening with people talking over the song, but we're going to give it a shot tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'd boosting morale in the workplace is one way to make employees happy, and the employee, or and a happy employee is said to be more productive and what boss doesn't want that now while many of us fall under the 
if you pay me more, I'll work harder theory. To me, it falls under the notion of respect. If you respect me and the talent I bring to the table, I'll be appropriately compensated, and I'll be more than happy to put forth my full effort. Fostering the spirit of teamwork is important in some workplaces, and allowing employees to find others on the team who have common interest, well, it's... This story shows two wrongs don't make a right and is about an unnamed company that allowed employee interest to go too far. The company, of course, we don't know who it is, but we do know that their HR department allowed some of its workers to create a vegan club, which allowed members to trade recipes, discuss dining experiences, and so forth. But the leader of the club drew up in the ground rules that no meat eaters were allowed. That, of course, brought the mature adult response by those who had been excluded. They started a burger and steak club that allowed no salad or tofu eaters whatsoever. The vegan leader then filed a complaint, and HR said, well, if you're allowed to do what you do, then they're allowed to do what they do. Everyone seemingly forgetting that the argument in question, not part of the business operation at all, and in reality, people just need to come to work, do their job, and then go home. <laughs> Good point there, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not about whether you eat salads or beef. It's no. getting the job done. Yes. That's all that matters. Health officials, Cliff, are claiming that poultry is the leading culprit in food poisoning outbreaks in the United States. It's poultry. It's huh? poultry is leads by far over beef and leafy vegetables, and that's why I'm encouraging all of our wonderful 11 listeners yeah. to join my diet. You have a diet? I do. <laughs> Cheetos okay. and ice cream. <laughs> I've never known Cheetos to ever been recalled because it's given you any kind of disease. Ice cream no. the same way. Well, because two things, you know, ice cream, if it um, if it melts, it's spoiled, and you wouldn't eat melted ice cream anyway. That's right. Um, and Cheetos, well, they're so full of um, what do they call those things? Preservatives. <laughs> They'll last 150 years. I'm not sure what food group they would even belong in, Cliff, except the one I like. Junk. Well, I like the junk food group then because I love that stuff. Well, Cliff, there's a long list of excuses that you can give the police whenever you are in trouble. And some yeah. excuses are legitimate, and they'll accept that and let you go on your way. But the excuse of, <laughs> I'm wearing a stranger's pants, is not one of those on the list that will right. get you excused. I don't know if you saw this story in Florida, but a man and his brother were out in the street. Of course, that's where you'd Mm -hmm. want to be in a fist fight. (laughs) And the police came and separated them. And, of course, during the discussions, they searched the man's pants and they found a bunch of marijuana. And he said the explanation for this is a stranger had walked by a few minutes ago and given him the pants. And he put them on to to start fighting his brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that excuse didn't work cliff i i can't imagine that it would i, I will <laughs> i don't know why you would even go there with that excuse yeah, but he tried it yeah. so mm-hmm. remember i'm wearing a stranger's pants is no excuse for anything <laughs> that you're doing illegal anything after many years of trying and having no mm-hmm. success at it What's i that? believe today on our take it to the bank mm-hmm I believe I have found the key to our success on this program. You have? I think I have. All in one word. Okay. A German word that I'm going to try when we take it to the bank to pronounce. <laughs> to the best of my abilities. I know if there's any uh, 
German folks are listening in this morning, they're probably going to be snickering and laughing at they'll, my attempt. They'll be, uh, yeah, critiquing your uh, efforts. Yes, sure. but but I believe, Cliff, yeah. this one single word could yeah. put you and I over the top when it comes to really? success at this program. Yes. Okay. All Interesting. Right. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. This is our key, Cliff, to success, and it comes down to one word that I'm going to butcher when I try to pronounce it, but here is my best okay. shot at it. Okay, go ahead. Schnopsity. I think that's fairly close, actually. You and I could use a lot of schnopsity, Cliff, if this doesn't work. <laughs> so and what, pray tell, is schnopsity? It's a German word that means for a crazy idea that only sounds good <laughs> when you're drunk. Oh, okay. You see, Cliff, <laughs> if yeah. we could get a lot of people, yeah. especially our 11 wonderful listeners, yeah. schnopsidied every morning before they listen, <laughs> we would sound a lot better. Wouldn't you well, agree? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how I thought that was going to play, actually. How did you think that was going to play? I thought we were going to get blasted before the show started. You know, I never even thought of that. Where are my uh, okay. Where are my manners, Cliff? I should have thought of I us had no first. Idea. Yes, <laughs> we'll be schnapsedied. You know, <laughs> it's like one of those. It's like another one of those words in German that's like it means one thing, but when you take the literal translation, it's like that's almost as funny because literally it means booze idea, <laughs> huh? or. In some states here in the country, it means, hey, y'all, watch this. Oh, well, well, yes. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. Booze idea. <laughs> Which may have future potential for us. <laughs> As in, things we can come up with to do on the show while we're completely plastered. Well, <laughs> it would be different. It certainly would. And probably better. And probably better, you're right. Number two, who can blow their snot the farthest? Not a bar game I want to play in any circumstance. No. I'd rather play pin the tail on me than that thing. Yeah. Mm. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, who knew that calling someone a loser would be a good thing? So far, Cliff, it's five in a row. That's right. That's how it works here on this program. <laughs> That's exactly right. We'll go for six tomorrow. How about that? Let's do it. All right. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.